Welcome to John Baum Politics number 37. I'll be talking with Dan Badandi about the empty hospitals up in the Northeast, Bible prophecy, and the recent UFO footage released by the Navy, followed by a smattering of current madness, including the City Council of San Antonio, Texas, disregarding the Bill of Rights and attacking free speech, Joe Biden's sexual assault clown show, and the vulnerability of the American healthcare system in the event that China pulls the embargo rug out from under the United States. But first, Dan Badandi, a.k.a. The Kraken, hosts The Truth Radio Show on WBOB 990 and at truthradioshow.com. Thanks for joining me, Dan. I haven't seen a whole lot of protests going on in the Northeast. What can you tell us about that? Um, New York was doing my buddy runs one in New York, and I um, did one two weeks ago. And last week, because we got rained out, whatever. So we have a big one coming up uh, on Monday. Monday is a huge one coming up here in Rhode Island. Because uh, May 8th, uh, the governor's supposed to move to phase two. Uh, but regardless, uh, we're having a huge protest on the 11th there, which is Monday. And that area is, uh, it's, you know, live free or die country. So do you feel like the majority is against the limitations to your freedom, or uh, is there enough of a liberal uh, minority or majority there? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, right now, it's half and half in Rhode Island, man. Like, you got half that kiss her butt, and the other half is like, yeah, well, I don't think so. You know what I mean? So, and she's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. She's good friends with the Clintons, and she, uh, she was the, governor, the only governor of Rhode Island that I know of. That when she ran for office, she had both Obamas and both Clintons come down on even acknowledgement from the Pope, you know, the progressive Pope, Pope Francis there. Do you feel like your uh, rights as a, as a protester are being squelched? No, no uh, surprisingly, man. Um, well, forever the state police have run out and the Capitol Police. Uh, most of them don't like the government. They can't stand her, but they can't say that. You know what I mean? I talk to them all the time and... Uh, even though the governor's orders for everybody to stay in, social distance and everything, at the last rally two weeks ago, uh, the, one of the police officers came over and said, listen, it's like, if you have any problems with anybody, come get us. And they stood over to the side, didn't say two words to any protesters. Uh, they let us do our thing, and we left. There was not, not one problem from the police at all. And the same thing when we have the gun, anti, you know, against the anti-gunners, when we have a pro-Second Amendment rallies. Uh, almost every cop in there supports us, you know what I mean? And, uh, but they can't say that because that colonel of the state police, he kisses the governor's ass, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? For the most part, uh, our state police are pretty good. What do you foresee uh, in Rhode Island for uh, support of President Trump in the next election? Uh, his support's getting huge in Rhode Island, man. Uh, even though it's a liberal state, and we got, you know, the east side of uh, Rhode Island, well, predominantly Democrat, but the entire western side is uh, all Trump, and a lot of the south is all Trump. And uh, so, even though the major cities, just say, you know, the, all the major populated cities like Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls, they're, you know, predominantly Democratic state uh, cities, but all the rest of the state, the rural areas, all Trump all the way. Yeah. Is there anything uh, that's been on your plate lately you want to talk about? Yeah, I've been um, doing a lot of work, man. Uh, you know, i got my own show, the Nightly News with Dan Badandi, then the Dan Badandi show where we cover deep, detailed stuff like the Illuminati, secret societies, all that. And the Nightly News, we cover a tiny bit of that and a lot of biblical stuff, too, and all mostly the news, you know what I mean? And uh, then I've been working with my buddies at NICE TV, uh, been doing shows with them. They've been doing shows with me, cross-promotion each other, and uh, 
it's been great, man. And I've been like mad busy with uh, these shows and everything, doing interviews and uh, going to other people's shows. And, you know, it, it's been fun, man. You know, just getting the word out everywhere we can, every platform we can, and, and uh, just trying to wake people up to the truth. Did you see that uh, latest U.S. Navy release of that UFO footage? Yeah, <laughs> I did a story on that, too. Okay, um, yeah, that's I, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It tied in with the Nephilim and everything, you know what I mean? With the oh yeah, you know, yeah. days of Noah and all that. Yeah, I'd... so it's like uh, well, yeah. Tell tell us a little bit about the Nephilim. Well, the Nephilim. Uh, if you go to Genesis chapter six, and they want you know further detail, if you go to Enoch chapter six, and uh, was it Josh, Joshua, uh, Jasher? I'm sorry, uh, the book of Jasher, the book of Jubilees. Uh, and other parts of the Bible, like Ezekiel and all that, it describes what these things are. And uh, basically, the sons of Adam, which was, uh, you know, Cain and Abel, and Abel was killed, and Cain and Seth. So the bloodlines of Cain um, with uh, his son, the first Enoch, was the evil Enoch. Uh, and that bloodline, now, they were completely, you know, evil people on this planet, the great builders at the time and all that. So when um, the fallen angels came upon Mount, you know, descended upon Mount Hermon, uh, they intermingled with the you know people on the planet and taught them all the sacred sciences and everything else, and taught them how to do certain things. And the ancients, uh, this is where ancient, what they call Greek mythology, which is no mythology at all except for you know they weren't gods. The Greeks thought they were gods. And all the ancient cultures, uh, you know, if you want to remove the Bible side, all the ancient cultures have the, the same age story of of the men of the age of the men of renown. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Nephilim, uh, the Watchers, the men of renown. Uh, they had many, many different names with different cultures. And yeah, they did uh, help them a lot, out a lot, bundle a lot, building great cities and um, doing all this distortion, you know, uh, on the perverted side, you know, I mean, distorting mankind, creating this race of humans and hybrids and uh, stuff that you could even, you know, the movie 300. Stuff like that, you know. What I mean, that you would think it was just mythology, and but all the ancient cultures talk about this man, and they were doing uh, human hybrid back then, uh, cross DNA with animals and plants and humans, and it was a genetic mess. And that's when you know God, God had to flood the earth to get rid of most of them. And there was a Nephilim after the point too, uh, when He sent Joshua out to kill one of these Nephilim kings and everything. So it just goes on from there. And, uh, so yeah, these things are great intelligence. They're um, you know the, and the Bible says you know Revelation chapter sixteen talks about them appearing once again in the end times. Out of the mouth of the dragon, which is Satan, out of the mouth of the beast, which is the Antichrist, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, will reveal three unclean spirits that look like frogs to the world. And what that means is through the authority, because at the time Satan's gonna have complete authority of this planet. Uh, he's through his authority, through the Antichrist, and through the false prophet. They're going to show the whole world we're not alone, and they look what's going on today. Uh, that's you know because if you notice all the years, right? Uh, everything's UFO apocalyptic movies. Yeah. So yeah. they've been brainwashing them slowly, slowly uh, by increment steps, getting people used to the idea that we're not alone. You had the Vatican in 2010, I think it was, or 12. Uh, they had the University of Arizona build a telescope called Lucifer. They said it has nothing to do with Lucifer, but that's an amazing yeah. coincidence, if you ask me. <laughs> and uh, they, they even said the Pope Francis said, we'll baptize alien life if, we, uh, if they ask them to. So um, you got all this interest, millions of dollars in the, uh, the United Nations uh, pushing a seat uh, called the, uh, a space ambassador. And their job, the space ambassador's job is to greet alien life. This is real stuff, man. And uh, So you're getting the whole world setting up for this one big uh, encounter. 
And what they are is uh, they either unclean spirits or uh, these genetic creations of the Nephilim, because Nephilim, they were the fallen angels. And what they did was they had sex with the woman on the earth and created this uh, race of giants, either giants or people of genetically superiority compared to the average human being, uh, you know, men of renown and all that. And also they mingled with other flesh. Uh, there's a to talks about and created these weird, odd-looking, like reptilians, whatever you want to call them, uh, these type of creatures out there. And, and again, very intelligent and all that. And uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a genetic mess before the flood and a little bit after too. And it says, like Jesus says, you know, before he ascended off uh, Mount uh, Olives, he said, "As the days of Noah, so shall be like that in the you know the lot of days before it was coming." And we're starting to see that, man. Now you, you're grinning singular technology is taken off. They admit we can clone your cat. They admit they can crossbreed an animal with a human now. I mean, it's all admittance now. And it's nothing new under the sun because they were doing that back then, you know what I mean? And you have now the fallen angels, man. Uh, with one named Caseda. He was uh, the sixth chief fallen angel. Uh, his name was Caseda. And um, he taught man how to attack the embryo in the womb, i.e. abortion, you know what I mean? So you got uh, these, and they all had certain tasks to teach humans certain things, making jewelry, making weapons of war, uh, building. Now, Enoch, uh, the first Enoch was the evil one. That was Cain's son. Uh, Cain, Enoch, and his uh, later ancestor. So, And, uh, and the, sec the second Enoch is the one that's taken up and shown the, face, know, uh, shown the face of God. Right, the, up, uh, where I got the book where you have Enoch here. The, the second Enoch, he right. came later on. He, he right. was uh, Noah's great-grandfather. Okay, yeah, and he's the one that's taken up into heaven and shown yep. the, the face of God, and he can't look look at it. It's it's nothing. It's sparks. It's lightning and yep. power, and and then uh, and then he comes back, and he tells everybody that his family and everybody else what had happened to him, and then they come back, pick him up, and he's gone for good. Yep, yep. and yeah, him and Elijah, the only two people in the Bible that we know of so far that were. Um, taken up, you know what I mean? And, uh, so, like a lot, a lot of churches, the mainstream churches, they'll deny this. Oh, uh, don't want, don't listen to that. It's not biblical. But here's the thing: Genesis, and, uh, I think it's Joshua. Several passages throughout the Bible glorify not even references book. But then it's like, why isn't this book in the Bible? Right. You know what I mean? And, right. and you, like the churches can't understand that. And uh, and I said, like, well, here's the thing: besides Elijah, Enoch was taken up by God. You got to be somebody important. You know, raptured by God, two people in history. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of validity to this book. You know what I mean? And uh, so, I mean, in, you know, you look in the history books, so it validates and it doesn't contradict the Bible at all. It actually matches a lot of the stories and uh, also ancient history as well. I mean, uh, it's incredible. But um, his, um, I don't know, if it wasn't related to him, but he was uh, the other Enoch there. He was a mastermind, him, and uh, they helped build the great city of Egypt and all that, the ancient city of Egypt on. And uh, they were great builders, and uh, they built these giant cities, yes. Uh, but what they did with the corruption of the flesh, it was them, them kind and all that with the fallen angels, really creating this biological mess of these Nephilim-type creatures and other humans and men of renown. And uh, these things were very barbaric. And, uh, yeah, they wanted to build this great kingdom that's where the tower of Babel came afterwards after the flood because the bible says there was nephilim after the before the flood and some after the flood and eventually that's where nimrod came from he was uh and nobody understood because he came from the bloodline of shem and all that but something happened to him that he actually became a giant and he became corrupted uh and a mighty a mighty hunter you know what i mean and uh, he built 
helped him and uh, Peleg build the Tower of Babylon and all that. N- and they Nimrod. Great yeah, yep. Nim- yeah, and all the hieroglyphs uh, show him as a giant. Yeah. 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 And uh, he, he was a mighty hunter and a uh, uh, great builder, but he was very corrupt, too. And uh, he wanted to build this great kingdom. That's why they built these great cities over here. And the thing is, with their symbology, their knowledge, what they did is before the flood came, uh, they preserved all the knowledge in these underground vaults. And so after the flood, they came, you know, they they found uh, the vaults again to, you know, give that knowledge back to the people there. And that's where Nimrod and uh, one of his builders, uh, Peleg, they call him. And they helped create the, you know, Tower of Babel. And, uh, you know, they wanted to build a tower to heaven. And that was a goal. And they were going to build one giant earthly kingdom that was going to defy God. And, uh, yeah, they had Nephilim back then, too. And, uh, you know what I mean? And these Nephilim kings through these cities and all that. Uh, just very barbaric what they were doing to humanity. And just like, uh, it, it was such a genetic mess, man. And uh, so today what they want to do is they want to uh, cause this great deception. You know, because uh, they, they got proof they were here through the ancient times. That's documented through all the ancient cultures and everything else. So now they got their, foot, their footprint stamped in all of history. Now even the History Channel, they if you notice, right, they've done away with the evolution there. Now what's the number one show on the uh, History Channel is Ancient Aliens. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're indoctrinating this type of, um, the New York movie, The Knowing, this type of New Age philosophy, uh, teaching people that uh, they are our creators and everything else. They were here in the beginning and all that. Which some of it's true, but they're not our creators, and uh, so they use all this to show it. Hey, the stuff is real, and so it, again, it indoctrinates the public. So when they come in these latter times, they're gonna say we did all this, and people are gonna know this now, and they're gonna be glorified as uh, our saviors, our creators, and everything else, and it's gonna cause a massive deception. Now the churches say the mainstream churches, if you even ask about something like that, they're like, oh, it doesn't say it in the Bible. What it does say it in the Bible, but a lot of Christians are gonna take the Bible and throw it because. When they see these things in the sky, man, these great wonders and all that, they're like, what the hell? I've never, our church never taught us that when it's been in the Bible the whole time. You know right. what I mean? And, uh, and that's going to cause a great, great deception, and people are going to embrace what they're going to bring to us, uh, which is already here now. They've got the framework set up. The UN adopted Pope Francis's uh, ecumenical movement as a one world religion. So these things are going to embrace that. A one we need, a one world religion, one world government, one world currency. Now, if you notice all this thing with ID2020.org, all this stuff is already here set up. It's already here, and they're already uh, playing with the public to see what they would react to it. So when these things come, they're going to jam it down. There's going to be wars and everything else. They're going to come, stop all this stuff, and jam it all in our faces. And at that time, most of the people are going to accept it because there's going to be so much chaos going on. Everybody's going to willingly accept the new world. So now what's going on with Bill Gates and all that, they're slowly seeing how far they can push things. Look at the first model. They project 65 million people to die. We, we're not even at 100,000, legitly, you know what I mean? And, uh, and it's not even that the flu's worse, malaria is worse, uh, uh, um, cancer, uh, people dying from smoking this one, January 1st to um, May 1st, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's still at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to a list of deaths and all that. So they failed. And now, that you know, the, the vaccine thing, everybody's trying to push it. And, you know, if you look at most people, you, most people are telling you, I'm not taking no damn vaccine. I'm not going to put a, uh, uh, a damn chip inside of me. Right, and which, which that, Bill uh, Gates has a patent for. I mean, he, ha- he has, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 666 patent where where he puts a chip in you. I mean, the whole plan is just sitting there. They're kind of just lollygagging around it and being vague about it, and yet we can totally see what they're planning. And, yep. you know, in, in league with the 5G and, and all that, the whole system 
and uh, they're fools. And the the only thing that uh, that is even keeping any of their plans alive is censoring people like you and me that are trying to talk about this at the very least and get the truth out. And you know, once people hear the truth, they can take it. You know, they can take the red or the blue pill and you know, use their own mind to come to their own conclusions. So they're not going to ever be able to stop people from thinking and using the truth. And everyone has their own perspective. Everyone yeah. uh, looks at the truth and that's fine. That's, that's what the truth is all about. You know, we're not, I'm not trying to uh, talk anybody into anything. My mind is open. Your mind is open. Oh, by the way, the verses, um, revelation chapter 16, uh, verse 13 and 14, about the three unclean spirits, and they work uh, miracles into the world and get them on that battle of the great day of God Almighty, which is Armageddon. So, anybody wants to check out that out, go read Revelation chapter 16. Uh, so, it's very, uh, and that's end times they're talking about. So, very significant. And, uh, and you know, like you said, too, you can formulate your own judgment from there, man, because regardless of which way we take the avenue, the New Age way, the Bible way, whatever, these things are, are here, and they're going to come into presence. Uh, and the government's openly admitting now, the Pope's in, um, these people are ready to push the new world on. And, and the thing is, like you said, too, um, their plans are falling. And the thing is with the elite, they try to push things ahead of time before God allows them to do it. So, and that's why they fail all the time. Plus, they backstab each other. So they, can, they only uh, work together as long as the status quo is in their favor. But other than that, they backslide each other, and plus God doesn't allow certain things to happen. So, uh, you know, less is that time. So, But we know in the end uh, there's going to be a massive deception, and these uh, aliens, or whatever you want to call them, they're going to be heavily involved in this great deception. Dan uh, from TruthRadioShow.com. Dan Badandi, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again, Dan, for joining me. Thank you, brother. The local San Antonio News reported the tyrannical violation of free speech like it was business as usual. San Antonio City Council unanimously passed a so-called anti-hate resolution regarding regarding COVID-19. Deliberate use of terms like Chinese virus and Kung Fu virus encourages hate crimes against Asians and spreads misinformation. While the liberal echo chamber reverberating around the San Antonio City Council was oblivious to the volcanic outrage declaring as San Antonio, Texas investigator reporter Jai Avila described on Twitter, resolution being voted on by San Antonio City Council this morning labels terms quote Chinese virus and quote Kung Fu virus as hate speech, and all persons are encouraged to report any such anti-Semitic, discriminatory, or racist incidents to the proper authorities for investigation. Anti-Semitic? Chinese virus? Yeah, it doesn't add up. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? A lot of people say it's racist. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China. Texas Senator Ted Cruz lambasted the San Antonio City Council, saying, This is nuts. San Antonio City Council behaving like a lefty college 
faculty lounge triggered by Chick-fil-A and the words Wuhan virus. If they want to investigate someone, start with the New York Times and CNN who both repeatedly and rightly referred to it as the Chinese coronavirus. The measure was passed unanimously by the San Antonio City Council moments after Senator Cruz's tweet. Council member Manny Peleas said during the voting process, hate speech is more dangerous than the virus itself. Actually, tyranny is far more dangerous than the virus itself, but even pointing that out may become the next criminal act. As the Rutherford Institute discovered after defending the right for pro-immigration consultant Evelyn Sinang Smith, who was charged with and convicted of violating an immigration statute, making it a crime to encourage or induce an alien to reside in the U.S. in violation of the law. On appeal, she argued that she had not misled the workers and that statute's ban on encouraging another to stay in the country violates the First Amendment's. Whichever side you may stand on the issue of immigration is moot, because in refusing to strike down an overly broad law criminalizing pro-immigration speech, the U.S. Supreme Court has now paved the way for the government to punish anyone engaging in so-called anti-government speech that encourages resistance to tyranny through civil disobedience. The Rutherford Institute, in conjunction with the ACLU and the Service Employees International Union, filed an amicus brief in the case, arguing that the statute is overbroad and could serve as a model for laws used to punish anyone who urges resistance to government tyranny. I'm looking for that 5% that's willing to stand up. We're rapidly approaching that momentum point. America has not been sold out by Americans. America has been sold out by traitors, and we've sold out America in that we haven't punished traitors. The rug is slowly being pulled out from under us. Is it not those with which we have entrusted with wielding the acumen of governance who are promoting their own hate speech toward the foundations of our individual freedoms? Displays like the one that we saw at our Capitol is not representative of who we are in Michigan. There were swastikas and Confederate flags and nooses and people with assault rifles. We're hearing a lot of reports uh, around here, and I know I've seen some stuff going on statewide about neighbors reporting on other neighbors for not following the orders. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of rebellion out here against uh, your orders, which have been called tyrannical, against local health department orders. Um, being uh, equated to Nazism. It's not a contest to see what you can get away with. Uh, It's a contest to see how well you can stay at home. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? How do you have the power to do that? That's above my pay grade, Tucker, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. Shouldn't they be held accountable to know the difference between the factual components of the First Amendment and the fallacies of their reliance on tyranny? John Bound reporting. <laughs> 
Hypothetically speaking, you wake up one day and China and the United States have elevated tensions in the South China Sea, Iran, North Korea, and the globalist combine have become a modern-day axis of evil, and now everything made in China is either under embargo or severely limited. Just how deep of a hole have we dug in the United States when it comes to the supply of necessities we need to survive? Most people don't realize that as much as 90% of the medicine they use comes from China where pharmaceutical companies avoid U.S. regulations and benefit from lower production costs. China has become the world's largest producer of acetaminophen that's used in everything from Theraflu to Excedrin to Sudafed and beyond. And China is the world's largest producer of vitamin C, annually exporting more than 100,000 tons of it. How did America fall into such a deep decline? We can thank the Rockefellers, for one. John D. Rockefeller upended our healthcare system in the early 20th century. The discovery of petrochemicals led to a vilification of the United States natural, nutritional, and holistic medicine system that was kicked to the curb to establish a pharmaceutical Goliath shelling out patented synthetics that only treated symptoms rather than offering cures, while increasing the scope of Rockefeller and his robber baron cohorts' monopolies. Years later, David Rockefeller, in league with his globalist cronies, saw to the exportation of the pharmaceutical industry, leaving America completely defenseless in an unforeseen time of crisis. The negative impact of population growth on all of our planetary ecosystems is becoming appallingly evident. When we are able to go about our business here in the Americas and around the world with confidence and security, it's because we know the strength of this government stands behind us. For that and for all your other contributions, we thank you very much. Sir, can you be specific about when you met Rockefeller, how it happened in these discussions? I met Rockefeller through a female attorney I knew who called me up one day and said, uh, one of the Rockefellers would like to meet you. I had made a video called Mad as Hell, and uh, he'd seen the video and wanted to meet me and knew I was running for governor of Nevada. So sure, I'd love to meet him. The ultimate goal that these people have in mind is the goal to um, create a one world government run by the banking industry, run by the bankers. And uh, the, whole, the, the whole agenda is to create a one world government where everybody has an, R, R, an RFID chip implanted in them. All money is to be um, in those chips, right? There'll be no more cash. And this is getting me straight from Rockefeller himself. This is what they want to accomplish. And all money will be in your chips. And so, any, so not, instead of having cash, anytime you have money in your, in, your, in your chip, they can take out whatever they want to take out whenever they want to. If they say you owe us this much money in taxes, they just deduct it out of your chip digitally. Total control. Total control. And if you're like me or you, and you're protesting what they're doing, they can just turn off your chip. And today, Bill Gates is using the old John D. Rockefeller method of problem-reaction-solution to con the American citizen into accepting a chip to monitor manufactured antibodies under a Microsoft 5G Big Brother technocracy. I'd say it's an ironic if you take somebody who's doing their best to get the world ready and, you know, putting, in my case, uh, billions of dollars into these tools for infectious diseases and really trying to solve broadly infectious diseases, including those that uh, can cause pandemics. But that, you know, 
we're in a crazy situation, so there's going to be crazy rumors. It should have been a wake-up call as iconic American brands like Levi's, Radio Flyer, and even G.I. Joe were made in China. But on the bright side, perhaps a Chinese embargo would finally wake average Americans from their TV zombie slumber. Because we don't make televisions in the United States anymore either. John Bound reporting. Thanks again for listening to John Bound Politics. You can find us at Newsbound and John Bound Politics on Twitter, at John Bound Reports and John Bound Politics on YouTube, Band.video, and our home base at Daily News Collective, the Poor Man's Drudge Report. Thanks to HC Universal Network. Good night, America, wherever you are.